Hi, this is the Monsoon Stories podcast from KJZZ. I'm Lauren Gilger, and this is the final edition of this annual exploration of the monsoon season and what it all means. This year, we're looking at this uniquely Arizona season through the lens of climate change. As our region is getting hotter and drier, monsoon storms are predicted to become more intermittent and more extreme. As one climate modeler told us, it's risk compounded upon risk in a climate change world. So far this season, we've looked at the effects of the changing monsoon on our cities, our growth, our wildlife, and how we grow food here. So now in episode five, we turn to something a little less concrete, what a changing monsoon season means for our state's identity and what it means to be an Arizonan. To live in the Arizona desert means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Some are deeply connected to the land and its history. Others come from somewhere else entirely. We moved here 18 years ago from Cleveland, Ohio, and we were absolutely astounded at the ferocity of the storms. That's Kathy McAvoy, one of the many KJZZ listeners who called us and left a voicemail telling us about their monsoon memories. My husband and I would watch the storms from our back patio. We would sit outside on, under the overhang, protected from the rain, and it was remarkable. Memories that often become about more than the rain and thunder and lightning. But since my husband died, um, it'll be three years ago on Labor Day. Storm memories are good ones. There are times that I spent with him. It's a time of wonder and relaxation, and they're wonderful memories. The monsoon storms often stand out in our experience as Arizonans. Maybe it's the lack of other recognizable seasons here. The rains serve as markers in our memories the way the snow or the falling leaves might in other parts of the country. And this holds true for countless transplants like Kathy, as well as native Arizonans like our next guest, state poet laureate Alberto Rios. Rios grew up in Nogales, where the monsoon storms played an oversized role in his memory. Monsoons were just huge. They were extraordinary. They were big things in our lives. We were little kids, and anything big just was going to be impressive. But they were everything. They, they were an entire afternoon. They were the show. They were the movie. They were the play. They were the opera. In those days, parents didn't worry so much about their children getting hurt, he said. I remember just going out there. The louder the thunder, the, the stronger the lightning, the bigger the storm, the better. We were out there in the middle of it, just dancing around. And my mother and father would be cheering us on. And, you know, it just, <laughs> it was great. And uh, I don't know. I think we all survived it. Uh, I hope we did. But I remember it as a, a, a joy. But he says it's changed. It was an amazing change in the, the world around you for those couple of hours. 
And it was like clockwork. It would come in like right afternoon and it would leave late afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was very polite. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like the big haboob, you know, dust storm confabulations that we have now. It yeah. wasn't like that at all. It was a very different event. And so we asked Rios what it all means to him, to us, to Arizonans, to our identity this changing monsoon season. And poet laureate that he is, he wrote us a poem in response. It's called The Monsoon Wait. The monsoon has come again, but every year it loses weight. A little older, a little slower. It's never as big as we remember it, how it filled entire weekday afternoons. Nevertheless, monsoon, this desert's old cousin, still has some life in it, some party coming to visit to stir things up. We so sad, so hot in our clothes, so wishful of other things and places. We have so much beach here, it's true, though we also meant to ask for ocean. We want everything, of course. We want perfect. Monsoon, the crickets talk about you. Rabbit and wren, coyote and creosote. All of us make room for the little bit of you we will get to spend time with. Monsoon, we expect you to solve all our problems. When you arrive, always in a cloud of dust, so dramatic, you movie star. We don't say so, but we hope you have brought presents for each of us. We look at you with big eyes, heads down and sport caps in hand. You laugh so hard, you cry rain. We laugh with you. I asked Rios about that laugh and what this waiting for the monsoon is all about. Well, the monsoon season has changed and we wait. And that's how it works. You're waiting for something. I don't know that it's always going to be like that, and I'm not sure that's what we should be doing. Hmm. We, we invest so much in that waiting that it can't help but disappoint us. <laughs> uh, it's grown so big in the imagination that, that lit, and, and the world around us here in Phoenix in particular seems to have grown so hot hmm. that the monsoon, when it comes, man, everything will be okay. It's just not true. And I think we have to restructure our notions of what the year in weather is here mm-hmm. now. So so let's talk a little bit about the poem itself here. So you, mm-hmm. you're you personifying the monsoon here. You're talking to it. You call it this yes. desert's old cousin, a movie star. Yes. So let me ask you, if it were a person, the monsoon, describe it for us. Like, who do you envision you're talking to in this poem? Oh, I, I think it is a favorite <laughs> uncle, somebody who is getting a little older, but who has a... 
you know, kind of a raconteur, somebody coming in big time uh, who doesn't spare any expense, just comes in and takes over the room. Hmm. Uh, that's who I'm thinking, you know, that's, that's a monsoon to me. It's just a big, loud, boisterous, wonderful, friendly that's an important part of this, mm. friendly presence. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the way you describe, you know, us then, quote unquote, <laughs> in this poem. We are wishful. We are hoping. We have big eyes. We are maybe a little jealous of people in other places. How do you see us in, in this and in the way that we view this, this, this well, old I, uncle? I think, I think you've said it. <laughs> uh, we, are, we are really wanting a solution to whatever it is that we think is... Uh, surrounding us, ailing us, bothering us, and it's heat. Yeah, it's no mystery. And the trees don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. The you know the evening temperatures where the desert used to lower itself, the temperature so dramatically, they it just doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for some panacea, some thing, some whatever that will tell us everything's going to be okay. So we're waiting, and our 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 name for that wait is monsoon now. But yeah. It's not a great response. What does that mean then? Like, what does it mean to you if, if this doesn't exist in the way that it does in your memory? Yeah, well, I think we're, we think about this in summer. And I, I think we need to be thinking about the year at other times and, and maybe celebrating something else or, or expectantly looking at something other than monsoon. Monsoon has become uh, over the top. It's, it's too much. And really, it's conflated with the Habub circumstance, all of that dirt. It's right out of one of those movies that you go see where somebody's about to get, you know, I don't know what, saved <laughs> in an Egyptian tomb or something. And and it it's confused in that sense also. And let me just throw out a social sensibility here. We've got extreme politics, extreme civil situations right now. We've yeah. got extremity on on all sides of us. The extreme weather only seems to be one more part of it. And so while it might be a scientific sensibility, how does the weather work? What's it going to do? Right. It can't help but tether to the things that are happening around us. And that can't help but scare us. Um, we, we, we know that we are in uncharted territory in all of those things. It's not just weather. Yeah. We're moving forward in all sorts of ways that are unpredictable. Yeah. That seems very Arizonan, right? That that yes. we are extreme on all counts. Yes, I think it is, and and uh, and I I, I think uh, that is very Arizonan. The the addition to that is in Arizona, there's always been room for everybody to think however they wanted to think without damaging and hurting each other. Sure. There's been you know the kind of Western democracy idea that Arizona has heralded and and been part of. Mm. Uh, we are a big state. We have a lot of room. The desert. Uh, is not a ready-made. There's not one thing connected to another to make a city all over the state. It's not like that. It's yeah. it's empty in the sense that it gives us room for the imagination. And so we've been able to think and, and let people think. And, and, and there's plenty of room out there for all of those ideas to coexist. That's starting to, uh, to change a little, I think. Is there something that you're, that you're mourning in there? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mourning the sensibility of, of, of civil respect hmm. of, of us being able to coexist, to have uh, big ideas that are not damaging ideas. And certainly my ideas absolutely do not have to be your ideas. And uh, that's turning. And we're, we're, we're finding that at the root of that, it, it's politics, not people. Hmm. And that, that scares me. Is there hope in this going forward? Though? There is hope. There is hope because I, I think 
letting these things have some free reign will we'll play them out. I, I think we will see them for what they are, whatever it is, whether it's politics or, or civil unrest or, or, or all of the other things. And good and bad will come out of that. We will, we'll, I hope, be able to cipher out the, the good and, and be able to, to make more of that. I, I especially think that uh, we, we have a chance in all of this, in all of this chaos. We have a chance to build right, to build future, to build good things. We know that water is an issue. We know that weather is an issue. We know that, that uh, who lives here is an issue. Mm-hmm. We have a chance to make the right, I don't want to say the right according to me, to make good and right and, and, and fair judicious choices for the next hundred years. We, we don't need to get wrapped up in, in one election or one anything. We, we have the chance to build from what right now feels chaotic. The monsoon leads to all of that. The monsoon is it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. All right, that is Alberto Rios, Arizona's Poet Laureate, joining us. Alberto, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you coming in. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So maybe we all put too much faith in the monsoons, too much weight. But at the same time, it's one thing that can tie us all together in this sprawling, ever-changing desert metropolis, the weight. I grew up here in the valley, and as a real young man with my father and mother, when the storms would come in, we would sit on our front porch. This is Jay Naughton, another listener who called in. We had a porch that went all the way across the front of the house. It was an old single story. The storms, a vast majority of them, always came in from the southeast. And we could watch them build. You could see the what we now call the haboob with the, uh, the dust cloud come in. He remembers a very different Phoenix from the one we know today, from his porch off 19th Avenue in Northern in Phoenix. We had a, a nine-acre pasture in front of us at that time, and then there were other pastures uh, beyond that, so we had a big, clear, open field to be able to look at things, and we would watch lightning hit in that in that field in front of us. So that was that was a very nice experience. One we still can all share today. Thanks for listening to the Monsoon Stories podcast from KJZZ. I'm Lauren Gilger. You can hear all of the episodes at monsoon.kjzz.org.